Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast, the space where we explore common misunderstandings of how life works, allowing us to gain new perspectives on health, wealth, relationships, and much more. Life doesn't have to be hard work. It can be a flowing collection of experiences if we learn some simple truths about how our experience is created. Through this understanding, we realize that at a fundamental level, we are all already whole and perfect. Okay, we're live. Hi, Aaron. Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast. Nice to see you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thanks for agreeing to do this with me. I've been looking forward to it. Um, you know, like I was saying uh, just before, you know, I was reflecting on the subject misunderstandings of love, you know, and, and, I, and I guess that could mean lots of different things to different people, you know, like love within romantic relationships, within family relationships, personal relationships, you know, or, or all sorts of ways. But what, what came to mind for me was the, um, the lengths I went to to try to find what I thought was love, you know, yeah. in, in other people. And, um, you know, as, as we were saying before, as like another addiction, you know, it was just kind of like um, something that I chased, something that I thought I needed, something that I thought would make me feel better um, and something that looked elusive, you know, that no, <laughs> no matter, you know, I had all these ideas yeah. about how it should be and what form it should come and how it would look if I got it and how I would feel if I got it, you know, and it was mm -hmm. such a setup. For, yeah. for for it never being possible you know it was kind of like that i had so many conditioned beliefs about how i would feel what it would look like when i got it that it was just mm. it was just an insatiable desire that was never yeah. going to be satisfied you know and, and and that's kind of why i was excited about this to, you know to listen to what you've got to say and to see where this yeah. conversation goes because i thought you know that was so powerful, you know, it was so, so, so consuming. So, you know, to the point that it overtook my life, you know, and, and, it, yeah. and it seemed like my sole mission and sole purpose to find this experience that I mm. thought I would get, you know, in someone yeah. else. And, it, and, and, yeah. and um, that's my little starting point. I'd love to hear what you've got to say about it. Well, it's funny you're saying that, Jason, because I, I, I was reflecting on this too and I had some very similar thoughts and then some things occurred to me while you were talking so I I really like that we're talking about love in terms of misunderstandings of the mind yeah. because that you're absolutely right it, it, it's kind of something that everybody yearns for and is looking for I think mm. um, but I don't think people really like you said we don't know where it comes from and so when you don't know where something comes from you always stumble on it in a haphazard way you know so your search won't help you if you're looking in the wrong direction but it's interesting that even when people are looking for love in the wrong direction they still stumble on it like maybe they have a day where they just really love what they're doing or they have a hobby that they really love or they have, uh, you know, like I have family members who feel a feeling of love and exuberance when they're walking sometimes. Mm -hmm. So 
it's interesting that in terms of misunderstandings of the mind, we would say, well, I didn't know where love came from until I understood the mind better. But yet, even when people are looking in the wrong direction, they still stumble on it. And to me, that points to two really key things that are important. And we can talk a bit more about that. The first is that love is to do with the mind, which I think is a first misunderstanding. Like, I think people think of the mind as intellectual and they think of the heart as emotional. You know, so they don't think of love as a feature of the mind because people don't understand that you're feeling what's happening in your mind, heart and all. And so there's, so, which is why sometimes people fall into a relationship and they're so full of love. And then they start thinking about the other person and what their problems are and if they like them. And all of a sudden that feeling goes away. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're full of dissatisfaction and criticism. And, and again, we look in the wrong directions. Like, well, I could just get them straightened out. I'll, I'll love them again. You know, if I could get rid of their glitches, I'll love them again. Not realizing, well, they had the glitches when you first fell in love. Yeah. You know, so... What, what's your theory on that? So that's the first one. And the second one you really pointed to, which is it's really counterintuitive to consider that love is a feeling of your own purity of mind, like freedom of mind. When we're not distracted and wrapped up in thought processes, what's left is a feeling of love. And as you suggest, until I, until I came across that idea, there was no question that love came from something on the outside. Mm. You know, I really love that sweater or I really love that person. And people get really confused that way because they fall in love with someone and so they feel absolutely desperate to be with them because they're like, I need that person to have that feeling. And then they can fall, they can be with that person and the feeling of love goes. Or let's say the feeling of love stays, but the person goes away and they feel like, oh, I've been robbed of being able to have that ability. And that's a really tragic place to be, to not be able to have that feeling that means so much to you. So I think the reason why we stumble on it so often is it's kind of already within us. <laughs> so like let's say you're in love with someone you feel like you have to be with them to have that love they leave you you're not feeling the love you feel desperate a friend says well let me cheer you up let's go out and you forget about it and you have a lovely evening where you love what you're doing and then you get home and you say oh no i can't have that feeling anymore because i'm not with that person so it's really easy to misunderstand it um but 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 i think there's lots of examples that point to the fact that when we're not preoccupied and when we're really at ease there's a richer feeling that has a sense of love where you fall in love with the people around you you fall in love with life there's kind of that magical twinkle to the experience of things and it doesn't really matter what it is you can really get a kick out of washing the dishes and you can really enjoy the little things <coughs> Yeah. You know, like when you were, when you were saying about, 
you know, people stumble upon it, you know, in life and, and, um, but they're still, they, they don't know what it is. You know, it's kind of like, you know, that kind of stuck out to me, you know, because it, it's so simple. Yeah. It, it can't be that, you know, that's the yeah. experience, isn't it? Like stumbling yeah. upon it all the time. Like if I'm with working with someone and I say, Oh, do you remember a time when you like, had nothing or something just, you know, you woke up in the morning, you looked outside and you felt really connected to life mm. and really alive and like a real beautiful feeling. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh no, that's, that's not love. You know, that's, that's not yeah. just a sense of being or just a sense of being alive in the world and connected to the world. It's kind of like love looks like something much more complicated, like it, mm -hmm. it involves mm -hmm. someone else. And, um, yeah. you know, not that we're made of that, you know, just the, yeah just that it's something yeah. else like like in, in yeah. like the second point that you made that looks like it comes from somewhere outside of ourselves yeah you know yeah you know what comes to mind when you say that jason is it's kind of like having a pair of shoes that look fantastic and they're the most comfortable shoes you have and they never wear out but you but you save them for best <laughs> 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 so instead of wearing the perfect pair of shoes all day every day you only wear them out on special occasions the rest of the time you wear a pair of shoes that don't look good a little too tight and, and, and make you walk funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, but it is that because we don't think it's realistic to have that feeling in the in the normal course of events and, and, and when people discover that when I discovered that it, it did blow my mind that you could have that feeling in the normal course of events and it, it wasn't related to particular people. I'll tell you how, how I discovered that is um, when I started learning about kind of how the mind works and how there's kind of a neutral quality of mind, like when your mind's free, you have a natural mental health and well-being and feeling of richness and as you get distracted in the thought, it goes away. And that's basically what's happening. When I started to learn that, I was also learning to work with people that way. Mm. So basically, I was taught to no matter what your client is, no matter who your client is, no matter what their problems are, you sit and you listen with nothing on your mind. And oh, well, that makes sense. Because if you're thinking, you're not listening. So I thought, okay, great. I can just listen. I'm not saying it was easy all the time, but that's what I was trying to do. And one of the things that I found was as I sat and listened to people with nothing on my mind, I started to feel such connection and goodwill towards them. And, then, and, and, and it was not, I didn't think that was possible. I thought if people weren't nice to you or if they had different opinions to you or if they that, that you wouldn't like them because they were essentially unlikable and what I found was when I listened to them with a with nothing on my mind and with a high commitment to ignoring my own reactions and opinions I felt warmly and towards everybody and I couldn't deny it because it was my experience but it was beyond my imagination of what was possible in my experience. So I took that home with me. And uh, I was married at the time, still am married, but at that time I was married. And uh, I would go home and when I felt put off with my wife, 
or didn't like her or felt at odds with her or felt hurt by her, I thought, well, according to my experience at work, that must just be thought that's interrupting my ability to have an open heart and an open mind. So I'm just not seeing her clearly as opposed to I am seeing her clearly and there's something clearly wrong with her. (laughs) 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 And what was amazing is I realized, wow, I can have unconditional love. I can have love whenever I want. If I'm willing not to buy in to the moments, the thoughts, the feelings that make me feel badly about someone. And I, and I had this really profound experience of that, that, that two of them. One is there would be times when my wife would get really upset with me and get really kind of put off with me and, and kind of, in my opinion, get a bit mean. Uh, you know when someone else is angry with you? Mm. And I would feel uncomfortable. And it would make sense to me that I would feel uncomfortable because someone else is feeling hateful towards me. But when I started to consider, no, you your mind is absolutely made of well-being, if you want to put it that way. Hmm. So the only thing that stops you feeling that is that you're hanging out with a thought that has a reaction in it. And that reaction was, I don't like it. She doesn't like me. Right. And if I took that in stride, just like it was a thought rather than a reality, there was nothing to stop me feeling at ease. I thought, well, that doesn't make sense, but I'll try it. So I tried it and all of a sudden I go from feeling really uncomfortable because she doesn't like me and being mean to me to feeling really at ease and having this bubble of well-being perk up and then all my fondness and and love for her came back. I didn't let it out because I thought she might get angry with me, which is maybe right or maybe wrong, but it was radical to realize there was nothing but my own reaction to my own thought to stop me feeling my own feelings of warmth and ease and freedom and lightness, all those feelings of well-being that come when people are in love. Because you'll notice that when people are in love, they like everything about their life better. (laughs) (laughs) And that points to, oh, something changed in their mind. It applies to everything, you know? And, and the second profound example, which I think is, is really interesting, is I had a client call up years ago. Am I going on too much, Jason? No, no, of course. Cool. Yeah. So I, I had this client call, and basically she said, look, I hate my husband, and I've tried everything, and I want to know if there's anything can be done about it. I said, well, well, well probably, like I said earlier in this call, probably – you, lo- you loved him at some point and that's just gotten covered over by your thoughts. So, you know, it's possible to love him. She said, no, no, I've always hated him. <laughs> I said, well, why'd you get married to him? She says, well, you know, I was living in this community and in this community on paper, he was a good catch, but he set my nerves on edge every time I saw him. And in fact, once we became engaged, I found him so annoying in person that in order to go through with the marriage, I had to go to a different country in the engagement period because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to go through with it. Wow. <laughs> so I thought, well, that's really interesting. She said, can you help me? I'm like, well, I don't really know. The only thing I know 
is that you don't seem to have any warmth and goodwill towards your husband. She says, yeah, you got that right. Mm. I said, and I know that when people don't have warmth and goodwill, they're not in a clear mind. They're just, they're, they're, their mind is burdened. And the only thing that you can burden your mind with is your own negative thinking. So I know for a fact your mind is contaminated by your relationship to your negative thinking. And I know for a fact that if it wasn't, you would have a feeling of warmth and goodwill. She says, well, if I had warmth and goodwill, would I fall in love with my husband? I said, well, that I don't know. But I do know you would move to warmth and goodwill. She says, well, if you're telling me there's something I can do, I want to do it. So she came and did a program. And in that program, she started to see that it was her reaction to her judgmental thinking that was making him so annoying. <laughs> and she realized, well, if my judgmental thinking gives me an unpleasant feeling, why would I be stewing on it? And she realized, oh, I don't have to. So she said, look, I can really see now that there's nothing to make my husband annoying except my thinking. And I know that that doesn't have to get in the way, but I can't imagine that I would actually look forward to seeing him. I said, well, look, you and I don't know the potential of the mind. We, we, we're just going to have to wait and see. She says, okay, fine. I, I could buy that. So she goes back home and lo and behold, he's not annoying any, you know, whereas he used to be annoying 10 times out of 10. Now he's annoying two times out of 10. Mm. And she said, after a few weeks, she called me, she said, the most weird thing happened. He was at work and I was at home and I was, you know, tidying up the house. And I started to have this longing feeling. And then I started to really look forward to my husband coming home. Mm. And essentially, they kind of fell in love and had kids. And, you know, 15 years later, I got a text from the husband saying you don't know who i am and i don't know what you did <laughs> but thank you so much because we have a wonderful family and blah 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 and it's so interesting because when people don't feel love they don't know that it's there you know they think something has to change for them to find it Either their partner has to change or their job has to change or they have to change. And what I liked about what we talk about today, Jason, is to realize that's not true, actually. Underneath all the things that you're wrapped up thinking about is, is, is a deeper experience of that exact feeling that makes life so, I don't know what you'd say, magical or rich or enjoyable. Yeah, it, it is so true that when you when you live more in that experience of life, that everything looks better. You know, it's kind of like, I mean, that's yeah. definitely my experience. But, it's, you know, you said a couple of things that really stood out to me. And, and I someone else said it once in a podcast, you know, about the when you um, see the made up nature of like your reaction to their reaction well, you know when you get into that vicious yeah. cycle of kind of like that you stop you know when you stop reacting it you can feel warmth and compassion when they're having an off moment you know mm -hmm. i mean 
like from a personal point of view, I, that really stood out to me last time I heard it in a podcast, which was about 10 episodes ago. And, 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 yeah. and, and the same when you said it, you know, and it's like, I still struggle with that personally. You know, it's kind of like, I still haven't sort of, you know, at times I still find myself caught up in a reaction to someone else's reaction. And, mm -hmm. and it's definitely seems somewhere where it would be more useful to, to feel warmth and love towards mm -hmm. someone, you know, in, in resolving situations. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and as much as I've seen, as much as my life's changed, as much as it's got better, you know, that's, that's one thing that I still get caught up in. And, and, it, and, I, and I guess my question about it is, is, you know, it almost seems like there's, I don't know if this is true. I mean, like layers of complexity to thought, you know, like how I just react. It happened so quickly, you know, I just reacted mm -hmm. in the moment. There's no time to assess and go, oh, look, this is my thinking about that person, you know, and it's kind of like, mm -hmm. and, and, and avoid a reaction, you know, it's kind of like, it just, yeah. it's just one of those spontaneous experiences, you know. Well, well, well in answer to that question, Jason, my, my experience is, that there's um that what what we're talking about in this podcast one of the things that we're talking about is that everything that people are feeling is essentially being made up within their mind and it's not as real as it feels yeah right and and because of that whatever it is you're feeling and no matter how real it feels as soon as you have another thought it's going to look and feel different, guaranteed. Yeah. Right? So we're suggesting that. Yeah. And if you look at your experience, you see that. It's like you get really in a funk with someone, and as soon as you're willing to kind of let it hold it a little more lightly or not kind of fixate on it as much or hold it against them, you start to have different thoughts and you start to feel differently and you start to have a different experience of the same thing. Like I had that yesterday. Something happened yesterday. <coughs> Uh, somebody did something and I got really upset about it. Okay. Mm. And when I was upset about it, I was like a maniac. I was literally like a maniac. So Leela asked me about it before we went to sleep. And to my surprise, I just ranted for about 10 minutes. Like, and I, I couldn't even relate to what was coming out of my own mouth. I mean, I was like, like, Whoa, that was intense. Whoa, that was in, I couldn't stop it. Mm. Cause I was in this like, in this rabid state. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then when I woke up this morning, it looked totally different. I mean, it still looked like a problem. Right? It's still something that's like, yeah, that's not right. But the rabidness was gone and the intensity was gone and the manic reactivity was gone. And it just looked different and it felt different. And that's an example that shows, oh, you're experiencing everything through the kind of thought you're having about it, right? Including the way you feel about it, right? So that's true. If you're willing to see, right, that's true. Let's say that's true. Yeah. Now, what happens in people's lives, what I've discovered is there are areas where you're willing to see that it's true, right? So, for example, let's say I go out on a run and I can't breathe properly and my legs are hurting and, I, and I'm like, well, I wonder if this is thought. It's like, well, if it is thought, I don't have to stop and I can, uh, I can keep going and I don't have to worry about the pains. And then lo and behold, I discover, wow, 
you, it hurts for a little while and then it goes away and you can run forever. And like, wow, that was cool to consider that that was thought. In other words, it wasn't real. It doesn't have to matter. I don't have to treat it like anything important. Right. Hmm. And then I get home from my run and uh, my wife starts shouting at me and I start feeling upset. And then I think to myself, well, I'm upset. Is this a thought? Right. Now, if I say no, then I'll never discover it. Hmm. Right. Because I've drawn a line and said, no, no, this is real, Aaron. Crack on. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And if I'm willing to go, well, I don't think it's thought, but what if it is? And that's what happened to me is I, I basically said to myself, I don't want to have anything that I'm not willing to consider as thought. Right. And so when Leela was mean to me and I said to myself, well, is this thought? I said, no, it's absolutely not thought. This is absolutely messed up. And this is not thought. I'm like, okay, fine. But what if it is, I'm going to consider that it is, and I'm going to treat it like thought to see what happens. So I'm like, Everything in my body wants me to hold on to this and feel vulnerable and ill at ease. I'm going to take that lightly, just like the aches and pains when I'm running and see what happens. And to my absolute mind-blowing surprise, I started to feel better, (laughs) just like in the run. And that essentially demystified it for me in my own experience because it's like, oh, my God. That felt so real. And actually, it was only two seconds of discomfort. And I'm feeling fantastic. And she's ranting and she hates me. And I'm like, woo. (laughs) And the way it felt was like, she put me in the doghouse and I'm out running around the park. She's like, oh, this is fantastic. And it's being willing to call your own bluff on your own belief in your own experience. Right? And the more uncompromising you are about that, the less safe havens there are where thought can get away with you believing that it's more than just a thought. The more you kind of get past these things because you're exposing them for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What comes to mind is, is that, you know, Conflict. Well, everything we're talking about is is, is conflict, you know, which mm-hmm. is created in our own mind through thought in the moment, you know. Uh, and, yeah. And the thing is, is that we're all. I mean, like most of humanity, most of society, are, you know, and most modalities of change and any form of help with understanding relationships or love or anything like that is conditioning you know and it's so Mm -hmm. complex you know and it's kind of like it looks like that um i read a blog post earlier you know that it was kind of like relationship crises show up you know and 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 they're really just an indicator of having uh, a lack of clarity of of your Mm -hmm. current thinking versus Mm -hmm. them being a real relationship crisis you know it's kind of like they're just an indicator that your thinking is not that clear in the moment Mm-hmm. versus you know and, and the way that they manifest is oh my god you know there's really something to fix here you know we need yes. to sit down and have this mm-hmm. long discussion and you need to talk to me better and you have to understand my needs and this is how mm-hmm. i need to listen to and this mm-hmm. is how we need to communicate better and yes. i need to check if you're in a good space and i need to show all this stuff that's like yeah 
that's um, inherent in in the in the old paradigm, I guess, of change. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like that's kind of, I guess, what everyone carries with them. You know, as an understanding of how it really works. You know, and it's yeah. like what we're saying is is that conflict is really simple you know it's just made yes. up in the moment and if you don't take it so seriously it passes and you have more of a loving feeling yes yeah exactly exactly and the conditioning things a really interesting understanding piece as well jason because conditioning is complex but when it shows up, it shows up as thought. So it doesn't really matter mm. what complexity is behind the conditioning. It matters that you know you can have a healthy relationship to unhealthy thought. That's what matters. To be like having, having a, an alarm in your house and you have no idea how it's connected to the mains and it's too complex to find the source of it and it goes off randomly all you need to know is it's not a real alarm. It's not related to fire. It's not related to CO2 gas. It's not related to anything. It's a dysfunctional alarm. So then it doesn't matter that it goes off. Then why waste your time trying to stop it going off when you know it's nothing you need to worry about? Yeah. So it makes sense, you know, that all thought is made up. You know, it's kind of like all... all conditioning all ideas about how it should be is made up you know i I guess what i was thinking or what kind of what you're saying looks true to me i guess the way i see it is sometimes it doesn't look like that you know it's kind of like oh totally you know totally that's that's the bit for me where i get caught out and i think that's probably the bit where a lot of people get caught up in that that this looks like a real thing you know yeah no but that but that's really that's really true like what you're saying is it's a challenge for people when it looks like a real thing me too mm. and that's true but it's in the design of things. it's in the nature of it that when we have a thought it looks like a real perception to us it looks like a reality to us that's true and the reason why it's important to know that it's a thought is because otherwise you tend to take it too seriously. You're never going to stop it looking and feeling real. That's in the nature of it. Mm-hmm. But you can know that what looks and feels real to us is only as real as a thought. So even though it always feels real, it never really is real. And that's why it's so important to know because if it didn't look real, you wouldn't need to know because you'd be able to see it. The challenge is once you have a thought, it looks like it's a real thing coming from the outside. So that's why it's really important to know, oh, you know those things that feel real, they're only as real as thought, they change. And, 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 and it's not always the clearest kind of thought, it's not always a useful kind of thought. That's why that knowledge is so important. Yeah. So you, the more you see through the nature of it, the more you see how it works, you know, like the yeah. less- the, the more likely you are to look in the right direction for how seriously you take it, which has an effect on how long it lasts and how much effect it has on your, you know, how much collateral damage basically yeah. happens. Yeah, totally. So like if I look at all the times where I don't have love for my family and it's, you know, pretty regular, mm. I don't have love for my family. It, it, 
it's the minority of times where it looks like it's their fault and it's worth taking seriously. So the minority of times. And even when I do, like I'll have an outburst or I'll get intense with somebody. At some point I'll realize, oh man, I got tricked by my own reaction and I took it out on somebody else. And then I'll have a bit of remorse and I'll say, oh, sorry, you know, I totally flipped out. I didn't realize I was in my own reaction. And usually they'll be like, oh, it's okay, it's fine. I, I, know, I know what that's like. And they'll appreciate it. But it's because there's an increasing awareness that when you don't feel good, you're not really in your right mind. And, and one of the <coughs> symptoms of feeling good is that you do have more connection and goodwill and openness and compassion and consideration, all, all those kind of more subtle features of love. Hmm. And, and uh, you start to appreciate, well, love is an experience of a, of, of, of a, of a less upset, distorted mind. It's not special and it's not about the outside world. It's about your own, it's about the feeling of your own sanity and open-mindedness. Yeah, I, I've, I've got another question as well that comes to mind. It's about like compatibility, I guess. I mean, like when, when thought is you know like out of the way should let's say not completely but you know like when when yeah. you have that sense of love and that openness and that compassion to another person you know it's kind of like then you know what's compatibility you know it's kind of like because yeah. that's kind of suggests that or, or maybe it doesn't maybe i'm missing something but kind of suggests that anyone is compatible with anyone you know it's kind of like you or we're able to have a feeling of love with people when we see past our own thinking about how they yes. should be, you know? So, so yes. what, what, what does it look like to you, you know, like with compatibility? Well, yeah. There's two things I want to say about this, Jason, and it's, it's actually right. I actually do think anyone can be with anyone. I actually do think that. And I actually think that the only thing that gets in the way of that is our, is our personal thoughts, not that they're good or bad, but it gets in the way of it. You have your preferences, you have your, your likes and dislikes, you have your requirements, right? Mm. And what's really interesting is, uh, 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 so my wife runs this course called Relationship Ready, which is helping you know, people who struggle with relationships see that it's their own state of mind that's the problem. Yeah. Right? Because generally people, yeah, anyway. And what's really interesting is, when people start to get a feel for having less on their mind when they're with on dates, right? People, a lot of the people on, from that program fall into a very deep loving relationship with someone who doesn't meet any of their tick boxes. Hmm. Zero of their tick boxes. So, you know, one lady was looking for a guy that, you know, was six foot tall, had a six figure income, wasn't a redhead, blah, blah, had these, right? Falls deeply in love, is incredibly happy with a redhead that's shorter than her. <laughs> and then there was this other woman on there that, uh, uh, that w w wanted, you know, really 
believed in her politics and she's slightly left wing and fell in love with like a, a you know a a a, a trump supporting uh, you know gun toting you know right wing person and is deeply in love with them and they have the kind of relationship they've always wanted but not in the way they thought it would happen and you start to see that the way that you think you filter things in a way that you obscure your ability to have a more open mind and a more open heart and a more loving experience. So that was the first thing. The second thing is that if it's really important that you realize that feeling's coming from you, right? And I'll give you a few examples, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I was working with this business group, which is mostly what I do. And we started talking about state of mind and how, you don't have to get wrapped up in your thought. And when you don't, you have more well-being. And we use that listening, listening as an example of that. Like when you're not thinking, you're open, you're listening. And we kind of talked a bit about that. And uh, the next day, they, they, they came in. And this guy says, you know, I had this really ex interesting experience last night. Can you hear me okay, Jason? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I had this really interesting experience last night. I scheduled five dates because I don't like to waste time. So I scheduled five dates and I went to the first one. And when the woman turned up, I could see the first thing that occurred to me is you didn't use your real picture. And I felt conned and misled and I was really pissed off. And I thought to myself, I'm going to find a way to get out of here in the next five minutes and go to the next date. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, hold on a second. What if I do the listening we talked about today in the training? Yeah. So, I, so I forgot about that and I just listened and we had the most incredible date. We had such a great date <clears throat> and we're meeting tonight for a second date, right? So that's really good. So once your mind's more free, you're able to really enjoy yourself. So, so, but it's really important to realize that's not coming from the other person. So one of the women that went on Leela's course, um, basically started to really she went on a date after the course and she really enjoyed it and she thought because she really enjoyed it it must mean that she's in love with that person and she's supposed to be with them but she went on a couple more dates and she realized no i don't really want to be with them maybe i'm able to enjoy dates no matter who i'm with and that doesn't mean i have to be in a relationship mm. and when she didn't understand that she thought, oh, if, if I feel this way, this must be the right person. No, no, no. It means you're just in a more open state. So, ha so that same guy from the training, at the end of the training, he said, wow, it's so invaluable to know that this feeling of love and connection comes from me when I'm not distracted because I've been in this really dysfunctional relationship for six months. And the reason is because when I'm with this person, I just feel like I'm who I'm supposed to be. I feel at ease. <coughs> I feel connected. And I thought that that was because of her. And so I've been trying to stay in this relationship with this really dysfunctional person. And it's really awkward and inconvenient. And now I realize that feeling's coming from me. I don't have to be in a relationship with anyone to have it. And once you realize that, you can get into a relationship, but for a completely different reason. You don't have to go in because you need it. So some of the things that um, another woman from the Relationship Ready program said was, 
I'm really enjoying, I'm happy in my relationship, but it's not because of my partner, it's because I'm happy. And that allows me to enjoy the relationship with my partner. And then you choose the partner you want to be with. It's not because you couldn't be happy with someone else. It's not to do with that. It's to do with, well, do I want to be in a relationship with this person? Not because of being able to enjoy it or not, just because of kind of how the choice you want to make about it. Yeah, that's, I think that <clears throat> simplifies it a lot, you know, which makes sense to me. Um, it's, it's, it's always something I've had the question about, you know, it's kind of like, how does, yeah. how does that, how does yeah. that work? But the way that you explained it kind of to me just says that, you know, when we're not caught up in our thinking about how it should be or how it needs to be or how it has to be or what I need or how I need it to be or how I need them to show, yeah. you know, it's kind of like that we have a more loving experience with everyone and then we, yeah. we've got the personal choice to make from that place of clarity versus from that place of conditioning, I guess I would say, yeah. you know, or, 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 or made up thought about how what it is I need in order to feel love or to be happy. Yeah, totally. One of the best outcomes from that course Leela runs, it's, it's a great example, is uh, one of the people that were on it started to realize that when she had nothing on her mind, she just felt fantastic. Mm. So she decided she realized, God, I've been getting into relationships in order to feel good. And I feel, I, I feel great on my own. So she decided she wasn't going to do any more relationships. She was going to spend some time dating herself. Hmm. And Leela was like, is that a success? I don't know. Is that good? <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I mean, we're, we're coming towards the end, but I like, if I, if I think back of our conversation, you know, it's like, <clears throat> it's so simple, you know, it's kind of like, it's like, it looks like there's so much, um, there's so many aspects or so many difficulties within relationships, you know, but yeah, it's so simple that um, the way you broke it down, the way you explained it, I think for anyone listening would be great because it's like, it's not as yeah. complex as it may seem to start with, you know, and, and, and um, when we get out of our own way, we have more of a loving feeling and, and, yeah. and more of a nice connection with life and with people and with ourselves, you know, and, and um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've loved that about the conversation. Great. I don't know, have you got any last thoughts, anything that you'd want to share? I do. Um, firstly, I love what you said because I think our ability to have different experiences is simple. And I really, it's kind of my mission at the moment for people to be able to realize it's that simple. So that's music to my ears. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to say, um, which is why I love this topic is, I'd love for people to consider that being able to have more of an experience of love and richness of life is about our relationship to ourselves, like how free we are to feel comfortable and content as ourselves. And the way that the, 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 the thing that makes that relationship com 
complicated is getting stuck in thought that makes us feel bad. And if we're willing to have a very light passing relationship to thoughts that make us feel bad, no matter what they make us feel bad about, we can have an easier, clearer relationship to ourselves in which we feel really good within ourselves. Like we have a very close and open relationship to ourselves, like the ourselves that's underneath the thinking. We can have, we can have more of an experience of kind of the purity of ourselves, that kind of sense of life that we had when we were too young to be conditioned. <laughs> mm. You just, you just reminded me of something I was thinking of before we spoke, something that came to mind was that like, there's, there's so many courses out there and, and, you know, and things, how to have a happy relationship, do other things and stuff. But essentially any, any good one is basically the, the journey is, is, is inward is to yourself mm. is to understanding yeah. yourself isn't it i think that's what i got from what you were mm. just saying is that yeah. like the more clearly i see the truth of who i am the more clearly i see the made-up nature of my reality you know the more yeah. effective and able i am i i am able to have a, a loving and, and and kind caring relationship you know yeah yeah and and it's very easy to mistake yourself for all the thinking you've had as opposed to considering that the essence of what we are is a feeling of love and joy and freshness, that kind of energy of the spirit of, of people and to get kind of get really confident and comfortable and open to that. You know? Yeah. I think that's a great, um, a great ending point, you know, the essence of who we are, you know, so um, thanks very much for the conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Pleasure. Me too. Thank you.